And welcome to Monday's episode of It's Not You, It's Them, But It Might Be You. Our Monday episodes are a chance for us to take a deep dive into an interesting or relevant current topic that is relatable to me and my audience. So if you want to suggest a topic for us to discuss on the Monday episode, please send it to my Instagram at ask la 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 let me explain which is a separate instagram page for you to send anything that you would like to ask or submit or send in for us to discuss on any of the episodes of this podcast we do this podcast three times a week so after the hot topic mondays you can find me on wednesdays answering listeners dilemmas and questions and on friday we will make my instagram come alive in audio form with ick stories is this a red flag fuckboy replies and all sorts of other fun stuff to get you heading into the weekend in the right mood so let's get into it Have you ever seen those YouTube shorts, those little clips on TikTok of women sitting on podcasts saying outrageous things like it's a woman's fault if a man cheats on her and women are entirely responsible for unwanted pregnancies and felt really fucking annoyed because it's a woman saying it and you just don't want to hear it? Well, these are female misogyny grifters and they are really becoming quite prominent on social media. So prominent, in fact, that Piers Morgan invited just pearly things, Pearl Davis, a YouTuber who's been dubbed the female Andrew Tate, onto his show to discuss why she thinks that divorce should be illegal and that women should have their right to vote withdrawn unless their job involves going to war. A lot of people think I'm insane because I don't think women should vote. Everybody thinks I'm crazy for this opinion. If anything, this is probably my most extreme opinion. 90% of women have been on birth control. One out of three women has an STD. Uh, average body count is over five, so that your average wife has slept with over five people. 95% of women are not virgins on their wedding days. So I understand the complaint. But it's not just Pearl. Pearl is one of many female misogyny grifters. There's Jedediah Bila, Leia Hellepern, to name but a few. If you go onto TikTok or YouTube, that's where they predominantly hang out in the manosphere, which is a corner of the internet that contains incels, pickup artists, misogynists, men going their own way. I think it's really interesting to look at why a woman might end up in this space because the space that they're in is a space that is full of what we call red-pilled men or red-pilled people. And people who've taken the red pill are people that believe in the matrix. And that might sound mind-blowingly stupid to you, but these people genuinely believe that the plot of the matrix is actually real and that is a reflection of the true society that we live in. And that if you take the blue pill, then you just stay conditioned to what we know and you just go through life never really knowing the truth. Whereas if you take the red pill, 
and you wake up to the idea that everything that you've been led to believe about society is completely wrong. And in fact, men are the oppressed ones. Men are the ones who are being abused more. Men are the ones who are being raped more. Women are responsible for all of men's failings. And the society is run by paedophile elites. They collude with women to oppress men. People who take in the red pill and who exist in the manosphere absolutely hate feminists. They blame feminism for absolutely every problem that occurs in society and every problem that any man has. They believe that feminism is an agenda to break down society. And they think that a feminist agenda is to go into the nuclear family and destroy it, to leave women as single mums raising children alone. And they believe that the nuclear family, 2.4 children, mum, dad, children, is what is required for social harmony. But that the left-wing agenda, supported by paedophiles, is to destroy that harmony and, I don't know, create anarchy. I'm not really sure because it's not actually based on any kind of knowledge or understanding of what feminism is really about. They have extremely exaggerated ideas about gender roles and the belief that in the 1950s, women were far happier because men went to work while women managed the home and children. And you'll have seen this probably on TikTok, Instagram, all sorts of places where the manosphere is now spilling out where they have these conversations about how important it is to stick to gender roles because men are natural providers and women are natural nurturers. I personally really value traditional gender roles. I think the most beautiful thing a woman can do is be a wife and raise children and nurture them. And I love a man to be strong. I want him to protect and provide because that allows me as a woman to get into my feminine energy, which I believe is where women are most happiest. Good for you, Leia. But this highlights the attitude that a lot of these misogyny grifters hold, that we must go back to that traditional system because it worked so much better for everyone, because marriages lasted longer, people stayed together, and everybody was happy in this idyllic situation where natural order was prevailing. But actually, that's not the truth. If they were actually to look into history and they were actually to listen to women and those initial feminists from back in the 50s who actually were saying this is awful, this is why we need to change things. Women stayed in marriages back then because things were miserable for them. They had to suffer abuse. They had no rights. They had no means of getting out. And feminism helped them to be able to do that. So this idea that, oh, actually, things were so much better for women back then. We really need to go back there. It's absolute nonsense. And what we do know is that actually things were much better for men back then. And that's why these people are all completely freaking out. You know, this idea that things were better back then without actually doing any research, without actually talking to anyone, without actually looking at the evidence and the stats and how things really were. They've just taken on these really clear ideas about masculinity and femininity using evolutionary psychology and absolutely ignoring sociology. It's really very basic biology stuff, which actually is not really generally rooted in anything. That's part of the problem here is that they spout these really confusing ideas and they spout things as facts. You know, you'll hear Pearl Davis say things like 95% of women enter marriages as a non-virgin. And it's like, where did you get that 95% stat from? 
you know? 90% of divorces, it's because the woman leaves. Where where did you hear that from? I think a lot of the stats are either just made up or they're like weirdly manipulated maths and they don't look at kind of the other side of things. It's very, you know, they just say things. And that's part of the problem is that we actually live in a society now where people are just willing to hear anything from anyone. And so people are just accepting this stuff as fact and truth. And if you're hearing the whole of the manosphere constantly throw out these false statistics that prove that women are just here to use men and manipulate men and lie about them to get them into jail you know, people really start believing it. And people start believing it even more when they're hearing it from a female voice, when they're hearing it from a woman, because they think, well, listen, she's a woman and she's not feeling it. She's a woman and she's saying it. So it adds to this idea that the rest of us crazy feminists are just inadequate, because there are actually women out here who believe this. And there are women that you can marry who are very interested in fighting for their own oppression. So that's, you know, this is why these women are so dangerous. And it's crazy because their ideas are so confusing. They're very happy to argue that men are frequently experiencing domestic abuse at much higher rates than women, but that they just don't report it. But whenever we talk about domestic abuse, and, you know, the stats quite clearly reflect that, yes, men can be victims of female perpetrators. Of course that can happen. But the stats show us very clearly that it is a gendered issue. If it's such a problem, but it's just we don't know about it because men don't report it, where are the bodies? Where are the injuries? If you work in an A&E or if you're a police officer or if you work in a mortuary, you will know that it's three women a week at the moment in England and Wales being murdered by a part male partner or ex-partner. And it's the same when it comes to rape and sexual violence. They claim that women are lying and that the real victims are the thousands of innocent men who are in jail for rape. When actually the truth is that a man is 230 times more likely to be raped by another man than he is to go to jail for a false accusation of rape. And we already know the rape stats. We already know the conviction rates are extraordinarily low. Out of the tens and thousands of rapes that are reported every single year, only about 1.4% actually lead to a charge. We know that there are not loads of men being convicted for false allegations of rape because we know that lots of actual rapists are not being convicted for actual rape. There's no chance that it's going to go the other way. Yet men, or sorry, not men, manosphere people and female misogyny grifters will really fight for the idea that actually women are lying and men are very vulnerable to going to jail for this. Hi guys, it's me and I'm here to tell you about another Sony Music Entertainment podcast. Now I know you all like to have a deeper look and get under the skin of a subject, otherwise you wouldn't be listening to me deconstructing hot topics and getting into the nitty gritty with all your dating dilemmas. So I think you're going to love getting curious with the fabulous Jonathan Van Ness from Queer Eye. Every week they deep dive into conversations with a variety of experts on some really, really important and eye or ear opening topics like the history of abortion and the science of sleep. Get excited, get curious and listen to Getting Curious wherever you get your podcasts. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girlie? (laughs) Some peasant Coke? No. 
Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, nothing. No tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. No tomatoes? Yes. Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. Okay. <laughs> if these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. So anyway, nothing is based on stats, and the stats that they do use are manipulated. But a lot of these female misogyny grifters actually just have come out of nowhere. They're not people with a history of studying gender inequality. They're not people even with long experiences working in any kind of sector that is related to this. They are people with microphones, random people with microphones. In the case of it's just pearly things, very little life experience, very little, very few relationships of her own. And she has spoken about this publicly. But people are willing to listen. They are willing to listen to these people rather than listening to the facts and looking at the evidence. What they promote a lot is stuff around women's sexual market value being a woman's main currency. They think that women are only good for marriage if they're under 25, virginal, have no kids. You have to look after yourself, go to the gym, not be fat, be young. And basically what these female misogyny grifters will tell us and will tell their male and female audience is that men do not want women with intellect and career success. They want virtual maids and sperm incubators. But men are the ones who need to be respected more and hold more power and have the right not to do any domestic tasks because they built the roads. This is the justification that many of these female misogyny grifters will use. Men create the infrastructure that the boss bitch can then sit out on and go, I'm a boss bitch, but who put you there? It was the man. The man created the chair, the floor, the levels. It's the man that's going to run into the burning building. You're going to call the men when somebody comes and robs your house. You know, and this idea that men hold, men are owed something because they built the world is something that is running through a lot of these podcasts and it's absolutely crazy it's so stupid pearl is sitting there saying to piers morgan men are 80 to 90 percent of the military they run all of the infrastructures that make society run so i just think if we want an equal say in society then be equal do 50 percent of the hard job first of all what has piers morgan built did Piers build anything? As far as I know, he's been a journalist his whole life. Does that mean he has no right to vote now because he hasn't been part of creating this infrastructure among many other men? And what does she think happens? A war is not just won by soldiers running out onto battlefield naked. There is a whole system that works before they can run out onto the battlefield. And women are very much included in that system. And actually, it's not just men who built the infrastructures. And even if it was, who's educating those men? Who's working as teachers? Who's raising your kids? It's such nonsense and I cannot get my head around it. And what I can't get my head around is why would you build your career as a female misogyny grifter when really you are just fighting for your own demise? You are fighting for people to not take you seriously as a woman because none of these women hold the traits that they are telling other women and men that women need to be wifey material. So I think it's a few things. It's interesting to explore why somebody might become a female misogynist. 
And I was thinking about this yesterday. And I was thinking maybe one of the things is that they believe the things that society has drummed into them about women. Women have been negatively portrayed in the media, in TV, in headlines. You know, even headlines about women being murdered by a man will be something like community shocked as local hero family man is sentenced to the murder of a prostitute. You know, everything that we have been taught generationally about women is pretty negative. And I wonder if there is some of that, you know, self-loathing within themselves. They have taken in those beliefs and they believe them. And so it's easy for them to see other women as dangerous and awful and manipulative because that's what they've been told. And the other thing that I wondered was maybe it is that thing that they are just, they've never connected gender and misogyny to the experiences that they've had. And I never used to either. I was a massive pick me in my younger years. And that's because I never connected the experiences that I was having, like catcalling from a very young age, you know, 10, 11 years old being told I had nice tits by passing men in vans. I actually got groped when I was on holiday when I was 11. A man grabbed my boob. I never, ever connected any of that to my gender. And it's really, it's, you know, when I did start to connect all of that stuff, everything made more sense and I understood the world a, a, a lot better. And maybe these people have had these kind of experiences or maybe they've been lucky enough to never have those experiences. Maybe these are women who have gone through life and have just happened to never have harassment, never have catcalling, never have any of that stuff. And they've been blessed in some amazing way. Or maybe they've had those experiences, but they haven't connected that to gender. But it's really odd because, you know, a lot of that gendered stuff around harassing children, you know, female children in the streets, it's really ironic because, you know, this whole Republican drive from Candace Owen types, they claim to be rampantly save the children. You know, you see a lot of this stuff about Democrat paedophiles and human trafficking rings. But yet they refuse to acknowledge that one excellent way to save the children might be to get the men to stop sexualizing them. But we can't do that because we're not allowed to talk about anything that men do without being told that we're lying and that women are perpetrators and that we're just man-hating feminazis. I guess there's also a kind of Handmaid's Tale type, you know, issue around it as well. You know, in Handmaid's Tale, you had the women who were helping the oppressors and helping to harm other women. It can be good for women to be complicit in the abuse of other women because it can make their own life easier. It can make them safer. If I am helping my abuser to abuse others, then I am avoiding being abused myself. So you can comply with that male oppression of other women to make yourself safe, which is really incredibly fucked up. Another thing is narcissism. It's actually just that these women are complete pricks and that they love themselves and that they want complete and utter superiority over other women. They want to tell the world that they're not like other girls and they want everyone to know that and they want to put down and put every other woman in her place and be the superior woman, the woman who all men across the internet are saying, we need more like you, you're amazing, you're wifey material. That's really good for the ego. That's such a great ego boost. So I can see why they might enjoy that. But obviously, you've got to be a massive prat to, to to get your validation by throwing other people under the bus. But, you know, I think the main reason here is that they make money. They make money by exploiting men to hate most women. Unless she's a tiny virgin who is willing to submit to her man in every area of her life, of course. But the thing is, they sit here 
and they come from an angle or they they explain to men that they're coming from an angle that they're really trying to help men. They're going to help men to get the best relationships and be the best version that they can be. But actually what this is doing is it's leaving men lonely and bitter and unable to connect with women. You can't connect with people who you don't respect. You can't connect on a soul level with a woman who you kind of secretly think is about to manipulate you or is just generally a complete bitch because all women are. And as I said before, the fucked up thing is that they aren't even the women that they talk about. Pearl is over 25 and unmarried, which is fine. Over 20, she's 26. It's young. She has plenty of hope for the future. But not if she keeps telling people that a woman is past her prime and that she is unmarriable over the age of 25 if she's had a sexual past. I don't understand why you are fighting for people to reject you on the basis of your own qualities that you are now telling other women are disgusting. It doesn't make any sense. But then I guess it does because they are raking in the cash with their own podcasts and social media. They are living a life that they are telling men is not attractive or suitable for marriage. And they're having a great time. So listen to them, I guess, but only so that you can arm yourself with knowledge about what these prats might say. Don't listen to them if you're in a weak and vulnerable place because they might well radicalise and indoctrinate you to begin to hate yourself. So if you are listening to this on the day that it comes out, then head to my Instagram where we will be talking about this topic. I'll post it up on my stories. I'll get people's views and we'll get lots of interaction on this one. I'd love to hear what you think about female misogyny grifters. Have you got any examples? Have you got any ways that we can counteract what they say? Have you got any men that you know of online who are balancing things out and doing really good things in the feminism space? Let me know. Head to my Instagram now. And that's us for a d another day. But I will be back on Wednesday with my Agony Aunt feature where I'll be answering listeners questions and then on friday we'll be doing all the fun stuff dating dilemmas friday reminders so come back again in a couple of days love you bye la 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 let me explain this has been a sony music entertainment production